Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. He's in control. Today is a special day because we are leading into this um, weekend where we're celebrating Christmas. Why Christmas must be celebrated? Why Christmas must be celebrated? That's the title of the message today. Because you know that some people, they don't know why we celebrate Christmas. Some people don't even celebrate Christmas. And some young people, they don't even know why we celebrate it. And so we want to talk about that. And I know you know that we celebrate Christmas because of the birth of Jesus Christ. But why? Why Jesus Christ? You'd be surprised the number of people and young people don't really believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation, the only way to heaven. You'd be surprised and the more people believe that it doesn't matter whether you are uh, believing in Jesus Christ. As long as you believe in there is a God, then you'll go to heaven. You'd be surprised at the number of people who really don't have their theology correct. And that's what we want to talk about today. And I'm going to give you some reasons why we must celebrate Christmas. And I mean celebrate Christmas. We need to celebrate Christmas, not just have it be a time of year. Because there are people, uh, especially our, our commercial people, they want to commercialize it. They want you to, uh, uh, to buy things all the different times. I was at one store, and they said, well, uh, we're going to be open all night. I said, well, who do they think going to come, you know, here at 3 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning? They said, well, just in case somebody come, we're going to be open. I said, okay, that's, that's pretty good. I hope you don't have to work, you know. They said, I hope I don't have to work too. I'm not going to work then. So it's, it's amazing the number of people is trying to get it out. They even will call this day, this holiday, Happy Holidays. Rather than Merry Christmas, they're trying to take Christ out of Christmas. But I say we must celebrate Christmas. We really do. Let's talk about it. Uh, let's first of all give one reason why. is because we serve a sovereign God. Our God is a sovereign God. Now, when I say sovereign, I mean that our God has the right and he has the power to do whatever he pleases. The sovereign. You know, some people have, have a queen or king and over their nation, and, and that, that, that person they're called sovereign, meaning they can do whatever they want to do. Well, our God is, is sovereign. Now, that's important, isn't it? It's important that he's sovereign because if we didn't have a sovereign God, then how can he help you in your deepest need? If he couldn't do whatever he wants to do, he doesn't have the right to do it, he doesn't have the power to do it, whatever he pleases, then why would we want to serve someone who can't help us in our deepest needs? But it's nothing that God cannot do. Is that correct? Now, we're going to talk about some of the things that young people sometimes they say, and they'll say, well, can God make a rock so big that he can't move it? You know, 
ask a question like this, oh, my goodness gracious, where you come up with some of this stuff? Come on. You don't understand God. You really don't understand. But we're going to talk about that today. Let's go just a little bit further here. We say that our God is a sovereign God. Does anybody else serve a sovereign God? That does, that, does anyone else serve a, so, sovereign, a sovereign God that does not believe that Jesus Christ is the only way, truth, and life? Yeah. There, there, there are some people who, who they say their God is a sovereign God. But they don't believe, they don't believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, some nations, they, they have a God that they say is sovereign. So even though we serve a sovereign God, that's really not enough. It's really not enough to distinguish us from any other nations, any other religion. Let's, ask you another, let's make another statement. Why, do we, why must Christians celebrate Christmas? Why must we celebrate Christmas? Well, we celebrate it because our well, let's say the wrath of God, the wrath of God, the, 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 the anger, the, the, the wrath of God, of our sovereign God, is against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness. That's important. Let's look at it in Romans. Let's turn to Romans chapter 1. Let's go there. Let's go to the Word of God. I like to talk, but I like to have the Scripture do my talking because I like for you to see the Word rather than just hear the Word. So on the screen, on your electronic devices, in your, in your written Word there in the Bible, it says in verse 18, Romans chapter 1, verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident without, within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him or glorify him as God or give thanks, but they became fruitile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. The wrath of God is against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness. And it says that we're going to be without excuse. It's not going to be a person that said, well, I never heard the gospel. I never did. Nobody told me about it. It's going to be without excuse because the word of God says that it's clearly seen by his divine attributes. Clearly seen. He made it known to every single person. I don't care if it's the remotest part of the earth. It doesn't matter. We're going to be without excuse on that day. We can't say we didn't know. So there's two things why we must celebrate. But I'm leading up to something very important, even though this is not important. 
something more important. Because of the first Adam, Adam's sin, when we talk about the first Adam, we're talking about the Genesis Adam. The first Adam, not the last Adam, the first Adam's sin, because of that, all have sinned. Because some people say, well, I'm a nice person. That's what I used to say. Uh, I'm a nice person. I know that I, I, you know, I'm going to go to heaven because I'm a nice person. I don't steal. I don't kill. I don't uh, do stuff like, uh, you know, I'm a nice person. It doesn't matter. Let's go to the scripture in Romans chapter. Uh, let's go to chapter 3, verse 9. It says... What then? Are we better than they? Speaking of whether the Jews, not at all. For we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks are under sin as it is written. What's written? It says, there is none righteous, not even one. Well, we just read that the wrath of God is against all Unrighteousness. Is that correct? All unrighteousness. And the word tells us that there is none that's righteous, not even one. So if there's none righteous, that means that everyone born from Adam, all are sin, sinners, all of us when we are born, anybody that's born in this world, they're sinners, and it says that the wrath of God is against all unrighteousness, so we can't be right if we're sinners. It says there is not one. It says there is none who understand. There is none who seeks God. All have turned aside together. They have become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. So let's, let's ask the question then. If the wrath of God is against all unrighteousness, there is none who is righteous, not even one, then that means that we, we better celebrate Christmas because if we don't, if there is not a Christmas, do you hear what I'm saying? If there is not a Christmas, there is not a birth of Jesus Christ. If there is not a birth of Jesus Christ, then there is not a death of Jesus Christ for our sins. If there's not a death of Jesus Christ, there can't be a resurrection from the dead. And he can't be seated at the right hand of God then from rising from the dead. If he didn't rise, then we're not going to rise. Then what does, it, what does that leave us? All are going to pay the price for our sin. And since all are sinners, we all will be in fire and brimstone if it were not for the birth of Jesus Christ. Is that correct? You see why we must celebrate Christmas? That's why there's no need to say, to let's shorten this thing, Xmas. You know what Xmas stands for? You all don't want to say it, do you? It's a short version when somebody abbreviate, they say Xmas, meaning Christmas. Have you all ever seen that before? Come on, y'all like like y'all 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 not have been. In, what? Come on, Sam. Thank you. Where, where are you, Sam? 
Thank you, brother. Thank you. you he's the only one that's seen it. Okay. <laughs> or happy holidays. No. Merry Christmas. By the way, Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's important. Let's keep Christ in Christmas. Let's keep Christ in the center of our lives. And this is a time where, praise God, God makes sure that we have Christmas on the calendar because the world would try to get it off, wouldn't it? It tries to take off from money in God we trust, doesn't it? Yeah. It'll try to take Christ out of Christmas. We're not going to allow that to happen. God's not going to allow that to happen because we must celebrate Christmas. We must celebrate Christmas because of the wrath of God and because we're all sinners, because of Adam's first sin, right? Right? Okay. Y'all must be ready to eat. <laughs> y'all don't want to be responsive to me here because y'all got to help me because I mean, uh, are you alive? You know, you say, no, I'm, I'm hungry. You know, I'm hungry. This is very important. It's very important. So I've said that uh, we serve a sovereign God. We said that the wrath of our sovereign God is against all unrighteousness. Uh, righteousness and all ungodliness. And we said that all uh, is born from the first Adam, all are sinners. And we said that in, from the scripture that there is none righteous, not one. And so the only way we're going to uh, uh, get from under that is that we must have Jesus Christ. We must have him. Our God, our sovereign God, is righteous. That is very important. See, there are other religions who say that our God is a sovereign God. He does what he, w- he wants to do. But is he righteous? Is he righteous? Righteous is doing what is right. And you say, well, how can God who... There is no beginning. There is no end. He created all things. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The world and all that dwell in it, the scriptures say in Psalm 24.1, he counts the stars, all of them, and calls all of them by their name. We don't even see all the stars. We don't have the technology yet to see all the stars we're seeing more and more as our technology improves we see oh there's more out there god already knows what's out there and he already count them he already he knows the hairs on your head we have an awesome god don't we yes we do but he's righteous he's righteous and some people will say that well Our God is a sovereign God. So if your God is sovereign, why why doesn't he just save all sinners? Why does it have to be a death of his son? 
Because even in the Old Testament, in the Bible, idolatry on some of the, 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 the nations that God cast out, they would sacrifice uh, one of their children or something for to appease what they call their God to try to get favor from their God. Is that correct? There was idolatry. So why would our God then sacrifice his son if he's righteous? You see the questions that young people can ask. And you need to have some answers, don't we? Because if you don't have answers, see, young people will believe some anything they hear. Whatever they think is, that makes sense. The Bible doesn't make sense all the time. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit revealing things to us. If you have a sovereign God, and that God is not righteous, if you have anybody who tells you, we have a God, we serve a God, but we don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We don't believe he's the only way, truth, and life, but we do believe in God. We do believe that he is God, but we just don't believe that Jesus. He was a good man. He was a, he was a prophet, yes, but he, he was not the, the Son of God. He was not the one who, uh, the only way to salvation. You can write them off or either tell them the truth, what the Bible says. Okay. Let's, do, let's look at a, a place, First John 2.21. Let, let's go there for, for a second. Uh, it's very important. It says, I, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because no lie is of the truth. Verse 22, who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Listen to what it says now, verse 23. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father. Does it say that? Come on now. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father. The one who confesses the Son has the Father also. So if anybody tells you that they have a sovereign God, they serve a God, uh, so, uh, but they don't believe in Jesus Christ, it, they don't have the right God. They must have a small G. They doesn't have, they, it's only one God. We know that. But people believe in there there are many gods, and and I tell you that the the true God is a God that you got to believe in Jesus Christ because Jesus that's the only way you're gonna that's the only way you're gonna have the Father. That's the only way you're gonna say God is my Father is that you believe in Jesus Christ. So if anybody doesn't believe in Jesus Christ, you know they are serving the wrong God. And there are people who serve a God. But they don't believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the only way to salvation. Now, am I correct, or you think everybody in the world has the same God? I'm telling you. Now, let, let's go to just one other verse 
to make my point on this. Let's go to Acts chapter 4. Let's go there. Uh, verse 10, I think I want there. It says, here that, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name, this man stands before you in good health. Talking about the man that was healed. He is the stone which the which was rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. And there is salvation by how many? No one else. Yours might say no other. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Is that plain? If you don't believe in Jesus, you got the wrong God. Wrong God. We must have, we must have Christmas. We must have Christmas. Because if we don't, if we don't have Christ, we don't have the Father. And Jesus said he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So what happens if God is saying that and we say, well, I don't want to celebrate Christmas. Christmas is not that important. It's not that important. It is important. It's important because we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. It's not just a time to give gifts. It's a time that we give gifts only because We have been given the greatest gift. The greatest gift that could ever be given to mankind is Jesus Christ, the salvation of our souls. So out of gratefulness, we give gifts to people and tell them and show them, not only tell them, but tell them that God loves them, but also show them that God loves you and so do I. I love you too. I appreciate you. That's important. Important. Now, what is sin? Because we said that there's none righteous. And we know that in, 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 in Romans, let's go back to Romans. In Romans chapter uh, 3, verse 23, it'll say, All have sinned and fallen. Come on now. Help me. For short of the glory of God. All have sinned. What is sin? You know, we say sin might be missing the mark. We say sin uh, might be uh, disobedient to the word of God, which is, that's correct, all of us correct. We know the Bible says that whatever is not of faith is sin. Let me tell you another one. Sin is belittling making it a trifle thing, the glory of God. It's preferring anything else more than the glory of God. The glory of God. His magnificence, his, his brightness, his, his, everything that makes up God. 
to deny that, to belittle that, is sin. Because there's no greater value, no greater value in the world than God. He is the ultimate value. There's no other value that's greater than the glory of God, the greatness of God, all that God is. No other value. We, we, we all are trying to be like God, aren't we? Uh, oh, my goodness. Aren't we? I hope you're trying to be like Jesus Christ. He's God, isn't it? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We believe in one God and three persons of Trinity. But I'm telling you, we're trying to be like him because as he is, so are we on this earth, he said. And we don't know what we're going to be like on that day, but we know we'll be like him. These are all scriptures. Now, let's get to what I really want to get to, my favorite thing here, my favorite scripture in, in Romans 3, 25. Because that's going to separate, that's going to separate a lot of people that's going to give us some understanding here. We're talking about Jesus Christ in the two verses above, whom God displayed publicly as the perpetuation for in, in his blood through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness because in the forbearance of, of God, he passed over the sins previously committed. Okay. That verse we want to rest on and stay on for the rest of the 10 minutes. Let's think about this verse. Let's, let's unpack this verse here. You know it's talking about Jesus Christ because uh, it's just that all sin falls short of glory of God being justified as a gift uh, by his grace through the redemption which is in, in Jesus Christ, whom God, so it's talking about Jesus Christ, whom God displayed publicly. He displayed publicly. We must celebrate Christmas because Jesus was sent to the world to be born of a virgin, Mary, not by any man, by the Holy Spirit, without sin. He didn't have to be concerned about the sin of Adam, no one can die in our place that's a sinner. God does not accept sacrifices that's not pure. That's not, even in the Old Testament, you know that they had to uh, sacrifice animals. And like in Malachi, it says, you're bringing blind, you're bringing lame animals, and you think that I'm going to receive this why don't you give your governor things that, that are lame and, and blind and see whether that he's going to say you're honoring him. You can't honor God with that. You had, to, you had to bring what God says to bring because it was leading up to uh, the death of Jesus, Christ, of Jesus Christ. That's what it was leading to. It was a foreshadow of that. So he was trying to help us in that, in that way. It had to be a sinless person that was not born of Adam in order to die for sins. 
That's why, like in the Old Testament, they can sacrifice who they want to, their children, whoever they want to, these, these idols. It doesn't matter because God is not that type of God. We know that uh, Abraham had to sacrifice his, his only son, which God didn't allow him to do. Uh, but he wanted to see whether you have faith enough in me to do this thing. And, and he sacrificed his own son. He said, but now I know. And now I know that you honor me because he knew he was going to sacrifice his only son. We know that Jesus Christ was a perfect sacrifice, perfect sacrifice for our sin. He was displayed. He was hung on a cross. He was spit on. He was slapped. He, was, he bled. He has a spear stuck in him. He was whipped. Jesus Christ was displayed publicly. God, the creator of the world, nothing was created apart from Jesus Christ. Is that correct? Nothing. The creator was displayed publicly, marked publicly. Why? For the perpetuation and that word means he was the satisfaction. He was the wrath remover. You hear what I'm saying? Because we said in, 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 in Romans here earlier that chapter 1 that the wrath of God was against all unrighteousness. And we know that there's none righteous. Is that correct? Not even one. So that means that we had to have Christmas. We have to celebrate Christmas because Jesus Christ was the propitiation. He was the wrath remover for everyone, the sins of the whole world, for whoever accepted him as their Savior. He's a wrath remover. So if we don't celebrate Christmas, come on. The wrath is still against us because we are unrighteous. There's none. No, not one. Not even one. So that means that we must celebrate Christmas. Jesus Christ is the best thing that happened to the world. We we should be jumping up with joy because of it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Two times that great time. Christmas and Easter, right? There's an opportunity. I mean, people are so nice. I mean, even though there's a lot of cars out there, and when, when you're going shopping, people will, 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 will stop and let you out because it's Christmas. Yeah. I don't know whether you're experienced or not. Any other time, you wait to have the Christmas. Wait to have the Christmas now. <laughs> you can sit there and wait all you want to. You won't get in this line. It's Christmas. He is the wrath remover. In his blood, without the birth of Christ, there is no crucifixion of Christ. There are plenty of crucifixions back then, wasn't there? In Rome, there were two others on the, on the, you know, beside Jesus there. There were crucifixions, 
but in his blood, perfect, the perfect sacrifice of the righteous man, the righteous one. Because of that blood, you know, in, 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 in Egypt, they, they passed over, you know, to put the blood on, on the doorposts on the leather because the blood, the death angel passed over. Just a representation of the blood of Jesus on the cross. Anybody who comes under that blood, that, that, that is a, whoo, my goodness gracious, a wrath removal. That is that we are saved. Death has no sting over us. None. Because of the blood of Christ. Let's go a little further. Through faith. Through faith, it says. That means that you can do all the works you want to. All the works you want to. You can witness to a thousand people. It doesn't matter. If you don't have faith in the blood of Jesus Christ, that it is a wrath removal, it is the sanctifying agent. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It clears me white as snow, doesn't it? This was to demonstrate to demonstrate, demonstrate what? His righteousness. You remember I said that the last point I made, I said that God, our sovereign God is righteous. Well, anybody can say that. But he demonstrated, come on, he demonstrated his righteousness. How did he demonstrate his righteousness? You remember we said that how can you tell, how can God tell what's right when he doesn't have a rule book? I mean, we have a, we have a, we have a book. We have a rule book. He doesn't have a rule book. How does he tell what's righteous then? We say God is righteous. Because inherent in, in, in God, God is not righteous because of any external thing. Nothing external. Is internal. It's because of all who he is. If God did anything that would be against his glory, his infinite value, that would, that, that, that would belittle his infinite value, then that would be unrighteous. Because if he's the, if his glory is the most infinite value, if he's the most infinite value, everybody's trying to be, look to the, he, he is, he is perfection. He is perfect. Right? Then he must, everything he says, everything he does, everything he feels, everything he thinks must be in line with Valuing his glory, who he is. See, that's different than being sovereign. See, a sovereign person does what he wants to do when he wants to. It doesn't matter whether you like it, whether you don't like it. It doesn't mean whether whether, um, you think it's right, whether you don't think it's right. 
But see, we serve a God that's righteous, that within him is all the qualities that make up that which is valuing his glory. That's what it does. And he demonstrates this, it says, because in the forbearance of God, the, the, the temporary, temporary suspension of, of, of his wrath, his tolerance, because a lot of sin has been taking place in the, in the world before Jesus Christ came. He passed over sins, didn't he? And sometimes when, 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 when nothing happens to us and we know we're sinning, and sometimes Christians say, well, well some, every time I do something, something bad happen to me, they do something. They're not even Christians. It seems like everything goes well. Well, David says that, you know, things might be going on right now for a season, but things going to get dealt with sooner or later. It's not in this life, the next life. But God had to vindicate, had to show the world that he's righteous. See, if you're sovereign, you don't have to show you're righteous. You don't have to show that because you're sovereign. You do what you want to do. Is that right? Yeah, if you're sovereign, you do what you want to do because you have the power and the right. But if he's righteous and righteous is, is inherent, it is in him, then he must show the world that he is right. He's righteous. He's not going to pass over sins. How did he show that? How did he demonstrate that? How did he demonstrate it? Christmas. Christmas. The birth, he sent his only begotten son, and whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He lived a perfect life. He was crucified, the righteous one for the unrighteous. He died. He was raised raised from the dead. He's seated at the right hand of God. His blood was placed in the heavenly tabernacle. We know that God is righteous because Jesus paid the price for all sins. That's how we know he's righteous. Was the price paid for my sins and your sins? My sins were nailed to the cross of Jesus Christ. Your sins, if you're born again, was nailed to the cross of Jesus Christ. That's where our sins was because it says that uh, we were crucified with Christ. Galatians, right? We were crucified with Christ. But nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But, but the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the who? Son of God. Christmas, the Son of God who died for me, who loved me and died for me, right? The price was paid. God is righteous. God not only is righteous, but he's also, all these other qualities are in perfect harmony. Mercy. God is merciful, isn't he? He's faithful. He's compassionate. He's gracious. All those in in, in Galatians 
I mean, uh, Exodus chapter 34 to tell you, uh, 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 he said, I, I, can't, I cannot let you see my face, Moses. Moses said, I want to see your glory. He said, I can't show you my glory. Uh, I can't show you my face, but I'll put you in a cliff of rock and I'll pass by and I'll proclaim the Lord, the Lord God, right? Merciful, gracious, forgiving iniquity, forgiving transgression, forgiving sin, uh, the, the, the sins against the Father. But he says, but he says this. But by no means will clear the guilty. God is just, isn't he? Who can be just, merciful, compassionate, gracious, faithful, and righteous at the same time? Perfect, in perfect harmony. Nobody but God. That's why we celebrate Christmas. See, if if God, God could be Righteous, he could show us righteous by everybody dying and going to hell. Couldn't he? Because we all pay the price for our sins, didn't we? But see, that couldn't happen because, see, other sovereign gods, they, they're, they, they're, they're, they're like that. They, they can make anybody be punished and everything. But see, our God not only is sovereign, not only is righteous, he's just and not only is he just, but he's merciful. Oh, thank God for the mercy of God. None of us will be here today if it were not for the mercy of God. Is that correct? We are, we, we are here today vertical. Come on. Aren't we vertical? We are vertical because of the mercy of God. The mercy of God. We gave our life to Jesus Christ because of the mercy of God. You couldn't give your life to Jesus Christ. I couldn't give my life to Jesus Christ if he didn't draw me. Come on. No one can come to Christ unless God draws them, the scripture says in John. So I'm telling you, we serve an awesome God that Christmas is a great celebration. It should be a great celebration for us. Oh, my goodness gracious. I said, God, I'm glad you're, you're perfect. You're perfect in mercy. You're perfect in just being just. You're perfect in being right. He knows exactly when to be right, exactly when to be merciful, exactly when to be just, exactly when to be compassionate. He knows all those things, doesn't he? See, we don't. We'll get mad with somebody, and we'll be just but we won't be merciful. Or with somebody else, we'll be merciful because we like them, but we won't be just. Come on. We are human, right? But God is not that way. God is not partial. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I get excited when Christmas time comes. Not because I'm going to receive some presents. Because it's not about, because I have received. You cannot give me a present that equals what God has already given me. Is that correct? Can't give me. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Let's receive communion because um, it, is it any better time to receive communion than the Christmas time when, it's, when we are talking about the blood of Jesus that was shared for our sin? Jesus Christ came uh, and, and he, he came... With, Live, die, rose again, 
our sins. The blood of Jesus cleanses us, doesn't it? It cleanses us. Let's celebrate Christmas. I mean celebrate. I mean get get I mean really, really, really radical about Christmas. Not about the gifts you're gonna give, but about about the gift that was given for the salvation of your soul. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.